Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night, every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Ah, summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Say, this highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. It's a cold old southern middle Tennessee right now, but I hope all of you low lifers are staying warm out there and you're doing well in this first week of the new year and this is the podcast for monday yes we are back on a monday january the 8th hope i'm getting that right maybe 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 i am maybe i'm not yes look at the phone i'm recording on sunday yes tomorrow will be the 8th (laughs) this is the podcast for monday (laughs) january the 8th you bunch of low lifers and that was my song biloxi blues i still i know i say this and y'all think some of y'all like oh man he's just he's just saying this to say it no i still get comments every week people want to know where they can find that it's available on itunes spotify the youtubes you can listen to it all kind of places and it's by me biloxi blues i appreciate that appreciate y'all new year same song indeed Uh, i want to start this week's show i just got to say a huge 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 thank you last week was very uh it's one of those put yourself out there weeks i do that a lot here i do that a lot here and to know that so many thousands of people a watched it and that so many reached out to me about my decision to leave th marine and that includes low lifers that includes industry people that i i I know well industry people that i don't know um there's been very very little negativity and you you always are concerned at least somewhat in the back of your mind of uh you know how something will be taken because i i spoke the truth on a lot of things and uh it's been fantastic man whether that be current th marine employees former th marine employees reaching out customers of mine it was just awesome it's been a really awesome week and uh, i just want to thank y'all first and foremost the low lifers because the uh the comments sharing your stories man i did the same thing and i did this and and my life went this way or the people saying hey man i needed to hear that today awesome awesome start to the year so i greatly appreciate each and every one of you and uh and i took that I took that momentum, that uh, positivity train up to the Big Rock Show in Nashville, Big Tackle Distributor, and the folks from Eagle Claw Fishing. Shout out Ryan McCullough and Mike Jackson and crew for having me up, uh, Drew McGill, for having me up there, the crew. They got me a badge. I got to take my son Charlie with me. Charlie. Uh, if you heard the Christmas story last week, you understand that Charlie, I was going to leave him in Nashville, but he would just end up loving it too much. So I brought him back home. 
But we got to roam the show. I got to see so many, so many friends and and faces. Even saw stupid Gerald and uh, and little dumb Trey, Lob Trey. But uh, saw a lot of friends, man. And it was uh, it was a very good day walking around that show. Got to see so many. Got to see some low lifers, and uh, it was it was a good day. Oh, I like getting out, and uh, there's going to be a lot of that this year. I'm going to be on the streets, going to be out there shaking hands and uh, and and seeing the folks. So lots going on. Lots of. Uh, it was, you know, to, to say your piece last week like I did and then shut the book, you know, close, close the book on that chapter at least in your life was, uh, was something I needed to do. And it was by all, you know, signs that you get in life, it was definitely the right decision. So, uh, and I knew that already, but we're, we're moving forward and uh, I cannot wait. I sound like Iconelli again. I cannot wait to share with all of you what I have going on and what I'm working on, but just a little longer. And then we're going to let the cat out of the bag. But man, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very exciting right now around here. I can tell you that let's, uh, let's thank some sponsors and let's jump in. we got a lot to talk about today. we got a great guest lined up for this one. And, uh, yeah, let's thank the people that make this all happen because as I have found out, they're the most important. I want to start by thanking Eagle Claw Fishing. Eagle Claw Fishing, you can get your trocars, you can get your laser sharps, but dude, if you're going pan fishing and you walk in Walmart, what are you going to see? Eagle Claw. Eagle Claw everywhere. Been in business for many, many moons. Absolute rock stars. They're great people, man. I've just worked with them for 10 years now. But Eagle Claw, if, you, if you're having a tough decision over hooks, Get you some, get you some trocars if you're, you know, out there bass fishing it up. If you're going bluegill fishing, get you some eagle claw. Get some old bronze eagle claws there. But I, I want to thank the people at Eagle Claw for uh, always being in my corner. That's for sure. ProGuideBatteries.com is where you can find those beautiful ProGuide batteries. The ProGuide lithiums, the ProGuide AGMs. They're fantastic too. Maybe, maybe your budget doesn't fit maybe you were low budget like me maybe your budget doesn't fit lithium batteries they have great agms as well they're a little heavier than the lithiums they don't charge back as fast but i promise you i ran those as trailer motor batteries as well and cranking battery for many many years and never had any issues so you you've got choices they have the new lithium cranking batteries the lithium trolling batteries they're all on the website proguidebatteries.com and if you get on there you can use the code lbl10 to save you money LBL10 lets them know you're a low lifer and saves you money on some of the best batteries in the game. Folks have been in the battery business many, many years. ProGuideBatteries.com. Bait-Works.com. Bait-WRX.com. And again, some folks that are in my corner that I'm grateful to have once again for 2024 and beyond. Love the folks at BaitWorks. And if you don't want it, don't order it because it's going to show up. And unless you're like me and somebody steals it off the porch, it'll still be there. But I, I had a box of LOB jigs stolen during Christmas that we cannot find. They were showed to be scanned in, delivered here, and they have disappeared. I hope it was just a mistake, but starting to, you know, the the one porch I don't have a camera on, supposedly, is where they were left. So imagine that. Uh, but uh, they will get you your goods if you're trying to plan around a wife's trip. You know, hey, I'll wear them here. She'll be y'all next week. Don't do that. They're liable to meet her coming up the driveway. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bait-Works.com. Duncan-Tents, where you can find the online exclusive LOB jig. We are starting to get those in some dealerships. No, those are those are going into some tackle dealers around this year. Very exciting. But the LOB jig available online exclusively. Duncan-10 saves you money on all of it. It's the time. It's cold. You're sitting around. Go buy you some tackle. Use Duncan-10. Bait-Works.com. And last but not least, hang that imaginary banner. <laughs> Express Boats. Another one of those companies that have been doing it for a very long time. A family-owned and operated business. And I could not be more proud to be with them yet again. Yet again. Anxiously awaiting my new ride. Going to try to go get it this week or next week. All the pieces and parts are in for my new X21 LE with the 250 Yamaha show. Fastest hole shot in the game. You got that. You got that C-deck bow to stern, man. That EVA foam flooring is the juice. I love it. I don't know why we have carpet in bass boats. Uh, Carpet ticks me off. But 96-inch beam, more tackle storage than you can shake a stick at. 
stable, stable platform. Aluminum gets a knock for not being stable. I'll assure you that 21 is not that way. I fished three people in it a ton. I fished four people in it a lot <laughs> at times. Uh, but absolute stable fishing platform, no issues, man. No issues. My favorite boat kind of ever ran it's uh it's it's an honor to get to do so and i appreciate the folks from express thinking enough of me to keep on supporting me through the years you can go check them out expressboats.com you can find a dealer there go check one out get out to the boat shows people get out to the boat shows maybe you're in the market for a boat but a hundred thousand dollar fiberglass boat ain't in the budget go check out express aluminum boat i promise you you're not going to sacrifice anything they got the x19 x21 H17, so many different models. Go check them out. Express boats building excitement since 1966. All right. All right. Like a newscaster. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Lots going on. Some positive, some negative, some meh. You know, it's fishing. It's the pro fishing world. It's what I talk about on here more than I don't. And uh, so last week, I, I in my overall, and it's just funny, the timing of things, but uh, and I'd like to think I have something to do with some of this. And I know I do on one one part of what we're fixing to talk about. It's that uh, people do c- c- try to control the narrative. And that was my whole spiel with corporate America. You know, the corporate, at least in my experience and, and so many others that commented. But then I kind of, you know, we segued that into MLF and, and that there was a rumor that an angler had been fined out there for speaking his mind, mainly on rip, this show. Okay, so this show has its first $10,000 fine, it would appear. So I received an email from from someone within the Major League Fishing Organization. And so now, and I don't, and, and look, the way it was described to me is this, this hasn't been the case that they've been this transparent before in regards to penalties. But uh, hold on, I just want to read this. Per our agreement... With the, and this was sent to the anglers. Per our, our agreement with the MLF Angler Association to disclose all disqualifications, penalties, and or fines to the Bass Pro Tour field, please be aware that a fine of $10,000 was issued to James Watson. It should have said LBL. That would have been hilarious. This fine is a result of disparaging comments he made in violation of 3E uh, the rule three standards in all caps in the 2023 and 2024 major league fishing angler and league participation agreement. So it's in a contract and specified as a remedy in section three F damages specifically these section states. So Watson was, you know, he got on here and he, and he turned loose and he turned loose on a couple other things, but he turned loose here first. And, uh, and, and then this, this was the result. And I said last week, you know, this is definitely going to try to send a message to the folks that are paying customers. So, um, standards. Here's the here's the rule. MLF may, at its option, terminate this agreement upon 30 days written notice or suspend the agreement with no prior notice. It's an MLF's sole discretion during the term. Angler takes any action other than legal action or arbitration arising out of this agreement or makes or authorizes statements deemed by MLF to be in derogation derogatory of MLF or its products or sponsors and such actions or statements become public during the term. Any of the acts described above will be deemed a material breach of the agreement and MLF will take all commercially reasonable efforts to evaluate the situation. So if you talk bad, if you talk bad about a sponsor, you got a, you know, a poo land weed eater or whatever. It's Toro. They're Toro. You know, you got that Toro weed eater. I think they got that. I don't know. And, and your Toro goes out and you're like, damn, it's Toro. You're like, they can find you. The, the thing is, is it's like one of those fictitious things. Like, how do you, how do you decide what the penalty is? So $10,000 is harsh, right? And, and I think that's like, hey, bud, obviously it's like swinging at a cloud, a little bit, they just decide what's well, $10,000 because that's a lot of money. It's going to scare some folks. Keep them, I ain't going to, listen, you're a guy that can barely pay your entry fees. Well, I ain't going to say anything. That's my opinion. And uh, find me if you don't like my opinion. A lot of people do like my opinion, though. Um, a lot of your anglers like my opinion. I'd say about, mm, I'd say 80% of them, 85% of them. Talked to several of them this week uh, about this. 
And so damages, if an angler breaches any material obligations under this agreement, MLF has the right to revoke the angler's privileges to compete in MLF events and the right to levy fines against the angler in the sole discretion of MLF. But there's not like a, you know, it's up to this amount in fines. This is all just, and, and I do think it's it's very much in line with what we see in pro sports where, how do you decide? I mean, they may have wording that says if you cuss out an official or if you do this on social media, it's it's this amount of fine. The the there are a lot of problems I see with this. Obviously, I talked about it uh, last week, but it says James has agreed to pay the fine and will continue to compete as a Bass Pro Tour angler. This information is confidential and intended for Bass Pro Tour anglers only. It was not confidential because I got it uh, multiple times. As a matter of fact, uh, I got it multiple times. Uh, so here, here's, here's the same as last week, man. And I don't want to just beat on MLF all the time. Here's my problem with that. If I'm a paying customer again, I got it right. I got it right. I can say what I want to say. If I think Boyd Duckett sucks and that's what Watson said, if I think Boyd Duckett shouldn't compete, I can say that. I can say that. If I think, if I think, uh, that that entry fees going up sucks i can say that i understand why you try to protect yourself look i'm involved in the mpfl i'm involved in a league that 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 people can can talk about you want to wear your heart on your sleeve i understand you want to stop negativity at times or you want it you need to you do need to get that message out there right but when it's just written on the wall and like you wrote it like the more you try to control the narrative the actual truth comes out most of the time and i think they're or they are very much victim to that they are they're very much victim to that and i think that uh, the more you try to go look over there we're perfect that that your your you know your true color show and i think man the, ang- the anglers fishing they know they know the truth uh, there's a small group of them that don't care either way and i understand that i talked to one of those guys this week I get it. I get it. They just want to go fishing. They want to stay out of the drama. But I think if for the overall, you know, and who knows where all this is headed, but for the overall, uh, I think you got to be transparent. You can't tell me it's an angler driven league. And then a guy can't speak up. Right. And I think James is a repeat offender because he's that dude. He's that dude. He's going to tell you what he thinks all the time. He's not just going to lock in step and say, yeah, I'm okay with, with you changing all this every five minutes or you doing this or you doing that? He's going to speak up. It's James. But in my opinion, what this was meant to do is for the guys that aren't like James, because James can afford it. So it's, it's a, it's a big check, but James is a successful guy. James is a successful guy. But I think what this is meant to do is very much keep everybody else on, on, on their toes. And I think it's going to make for a lot of boring podcasts, but I think it's going to uh, just like that dude, I, multiple people sent me that because they're pissed. They want an outlet to be able to to express themselves, and now they can't, or they feel like they can on their own social media. And it's like I talked last week. They had a BFL tournament director that was very much making disparaging comments publicly on their Facebook. That's one of their employees about all the changes. He can do that, but anglers can't speak up. They're the actual customers and your product that you're selling are the anglers. So – I don't know. It's uh, and and another thing that I'm hearing, and th- I think this is what pissed guys off this week, is through all of the because there's been a lot of gray area stuff that's happened, right? There's been failed polys that the, the rumors out there. A lot of fans know about that, uh, because guys talk. There there have been things like that. There have been rule infractions. There have been just you know, oh Boyd's fishing in off limits when well, he gets a slap on the wrist. There's been so many things. And, and this is really one of the first times that they've been like, we just wanted to inform everybody what's going on. Because they don't inform anybody of anything. Sometimes things happen and nobody's been informed on anything other than maybe four or five. <laughs> and then the rest of the group's like, what? What? And uh, and, and that certainly has happened. So I, I think that's why there are frustrations on that. And look, man, people want to be able to talk. They want to be able to speak up, especially if they're paying you forty grand or however much, paying you thousands of dollars. So you can go sell sponsorships that those ang- said anglers fish your league. I don't know, man. I don't know. And 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 look, I, I think if they made it a hundred boats, they'd have a hundred boats. If they made it twenty boats, they'd have twenty boats. They, I mean, I don't think. Listen, I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I think that uh, 
I think that these decisions are being made for certain reasons on lower in the fields, obviously, and different things. But, uh, you know, there's still some sharp people <laughs> over there. They just make really dumb decisions sometimes. Very dumb decisions. But uh, moving on from that, man, that's just – y'all let me know what you think. I know you will in the comments. But that is uh, very much news. If you're – and, again, for me, you know, I, and, and I've told James this multiple times, like, I just wouldn't fish it. I wouldn't fish it. I told him that this week. Uh, when I heard this news, I called him, and, you know, it's bull crap. I wouldn't fish. I wouldn't give him my money. I, I wouldn't fish a BFL. I wouldn't fish a Toyota. Uh, even though I love, I love a lot of folks in that organization, I wouldn't give them my money, man. I just wouldn't, but James is going to, cause that's his platform and that's fine. But I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be one of those guys. I just, I just, uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Obviously y'all know me. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Uh, and transparency is king, but, uh, moving on big news, big news for the national professional fishing league, which I'm a part of proud to be a part of. We announced our fields, our biggest field yet. They were trying to get to 130 this year, and they ended up a 127. And I think in this in this climate, this economic climate, that's pretty damn that's pretty damn stout. So 127 on the roster, and and man, I've had a, a lot of. I, I just was on the edge of talking about it last week, and I had a I had a lot of things I wanted to get off my chest, obviously. And they had not made the official announcement. So here we go. And I know this has been talked about several times by folks, but uh, something on the on the story that was on the MPFL website that really rung out to me in the headline was a blend of fishing legends, seasons, season pros and enthusiastic rookies. And man, if there's ever been a more, I mean, a, a more perfect headline, I haven't read it. And that's very true. Cause dude, we, we got legends. We got legends. You got Tommy freaking Biffle, dude, David Fritz. Come on, David Fritz, Daryl Robertson, what these guys forcewood cups bass master classics bass master elite series wins just flw tour wins freaking stone cold and robert daryl fished with us last year but the addition this year biffle and fritz unbelievable man and, and for me a little bit getting to commentate i, I gotta pinch myself i do every day when i wake up anyways but you gotta pinch myself those are my dudes from my childhood. Those are my childhood fishing heroes. So to know that they're involved in this organization this year, holy crap, dude. Holy crap. But let's get into some of these uh, seasoned pros that are joining us this year for the first time. Drew Cook, Bassmaster Elite Series pro. Uh, of course, you got Patrick Walters coming back. This is his, this is his, uh, his third year in the league. He's a, he's a damn veteran league pro now. But uh, Walters will be coming back. Joseph Webster, Bassmaster Elite Series pro, former FLW Tour pro, an absolute stone-cold fish catcher is joining us. How about Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year, current reigning Angler of the Year, Kyle Welcher, joining us. That was a last-minute ad. Former Bassmaster Elite Series pro and former FLW Tour pro, J. Todd Tucker, joining the party. We got, and this one could be a legend for me, just like Patty Walt. Patty Walt will go down being a legend. John Cox. John Cox. Cox Watch. Back to the NPFL. Cox Watch. John Cox, he's a legend in my book. John Cox, former FLW Tour Pro. Now, some of y'all out there may not know, but this dude is a, a veteran tournament angler, very successful tournament angler. Very successful in the fishing industry in many, many uh, forms and fashions. Jason Miniger joining us. Pete Pines, former Bassmaster Pro, former FLW Tour Pro. That old Ross Barnett bass catcher himself. Pete Pines joining us. David Williams, Bassmaster Elite Series Pro, FLW Tour champ. He's won a bunch of crap. Go look it up. David Williams. Uh, this guy's caught a few in the FLW Tour and the Bassmaster Elite Series. How about Buddy Gross? How about Buddy Gross joining the party? How about how about Jay Willie? Jason Williamson, Bassmaster Elite Series champ, coming back this year. He set out last year. He fished year two, him and his brother Dustin. 
they're back. They're both back this year. And uh, kind of, and I'm probably leaving somebody out, but rounding out some of these new or names that I know, very familiar with Scott Wiley, FLW Tour Pro, he's the Bassmaster Opens, fantastic angler. Wiley's joining us. And, and man, these guys are going to join the likes of the young guns like a Will Harkins and a Hayden Hammond that we've got. We've got a new young gun, Brock Bela, big Brock, going to come in there from Missouri. Really anxious to see how these new names, whether they're names we know or the names we don't know, because what I've learned in the MPFL in three years is just because we don't know a guy don't mean they're not stone cold because I'm going to run you through some names that, you know, the Todd Goads of the world, Timmy Reams, one of the best fishermen I've ever covered, ever been around, Gary Atkins, Mike Corbishley, Trent Palmer, Jesse Wise, Kevin Martins, Jesse Millsap's coming back this year. Fished the first couple seasons with him. He's back. Hunter Bogman, Baron Adams, Matt Massey's, Matt Mollahans. We've got so many guys. Buck Mallory, former MPFL champ, coming back this year. Fished the Opens last year. He's coming back. We've got it's, – it's a stout freaking list of fish catchers, man. And I'm leaving some guys out that have fished all three years in the league. Uh, we've got a lot of new faces, but we're going to learn a lot. And I think – the competition, the field was small last year at 76, and it was the most competitive I'd seen it in three years, in my opinion. Uh, this year's going to be stupid, man. It's going to be stupid. We we tee it up here in about three weeks. Logan Martin Lake, really, uh, first week of February. And other than uh, I think most of these guys, there might be one or two that can't make that first one because of a conflict, but most are fishing all six. It's going to be a wild year, man. It's going to be a while here, but we tee it up there first week of February. And we're going to talk to a guy. Oh, somebody almost forgot. Matt McBee, Tater Hog himself, Mr. Tater Hog Swimbaits. Shout out Tater. He's coming to get a dose. He's coming to get a dose. Uh, that list, go look at it. It's at tnpfl.com. Go check it out. It's, uh, man, I, I couldn't be more proud to, to see those names. It's, uh, it's a vote of confidence and vote of confidence in what we're doing. And I, I think it's going to be a damn, damn good year. And uh, I'm, I can't, I'm ready to, I'm chomping at the bit. I got my first Alabama bass trail coming up in a couple weeks, man. And uh, then, and it's on Logan Martin as well. So, man, I'm going to be ready for some coverage on Logan Martin. I'm going to know every rock on that place after spending some time there. So, uh, cannot wait to get uh, to get things rolling, baby. Cannot wait. All right, our guest. Today, I left off of that list, but he's very much on it. He's very much on it. He has almost $1 million. I'm going to say he's won over a $1 million bass fishing when you add it all up. But just on the MLF side of things, FLW, started his career on that side, been there pretty much. He's fished some opens as well. But he's won just shy of a million over there. I'd say he's over a million. He is very outspoken. He is somebody that I have had on many times that I respect. I consider him a friend. He's a good dude, and he's a great dad, a great husband. He's a fantastic freaking bass fisherman. We're going to talk to him right now about him joining the MPFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Burge. All right, as promised, here he is. One of my favorite guests. I've had him on many times. One of my favorite folks in the fishing industry, Zach Burge. BPT pro, former FLW tour pro. He's fished the opens. He's been everywhere, but he's coming to the MPFL this year. When I saw that name pop up on the list, I was grinning ear to ear. So uh welcome <laughs> back to LBL and to the MPFL. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I've talked about it for you know a couple of years. I tried to fish and um, you know, we've had a lot of conflicts with scheduling and things like that. And Fortunately, unfortunately, I didn't make heavy hitters, you know, this upcoming year. So that took one conflict away, and I'm just going to have to miss the very first one. And I'll be able to make five out of six events. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm uh, uh, excited to just show up and, you know, fish with some fresh faces and, you know, a lot less stress. Well, there, there's a few, there's some fresh faces and there's some faces that have been around a minute that are fishing with us this year, man. You got everything from A to Z. I, and I, I haven't talked to roster on here until this week, just because I've been hearing rumors and I've seen a list, you know, as it's been going along, but man, the finalized list was, was crazy to see and, uh, no pressure, but there was a guy last year 
that only fished five of six events and he finished like third in angler of the year and he won two. So no pressure <laughs> at all. Yeah, no pressure. That you know, I saw what he did and I was thinking, man, hell, there's there's a chance I can, you know, still make a championship even if I miss one. So that's that's kind of my that's kind of my goal, you know. Um I knew I was gonna have to miss the one, so I've already, you know, I'm 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 fighting from behind. So um so you won't be at logan you won't be at the kickoff but you'll be at the rest of them then that's that's correct. good yep are you guys fishing that same week bpt and I, is that toledo ben week that same week yeah we're uh toledo ben that's correct are you uh are you looking forward to starting that early that's that's pretty damn early in the year i feel like uh same with mpfl it's it's an early start yeah yeah i, I kind of am um you know, at the end of the year, I'm ready. I'm done. I'm ready to hunt. Like, you know, if I've had a mediocre year, I'm ready to wrap it up. I've got hunting on my mind. I've got this whole other business that I try to run during the off season. And, you know, I try to make this successful as I can for guys coming out here shooting ducks and geese. And, um, I look forward to that. Um, you know, if we've had a great year, it, it you know, I, I kind of like to drag it out a little bit and I had a mediocre year last year. So, um, we've had a great off season. I've got no complaints about it for the weather and stuff that we've had. Um, but I'm, I'm ready. I got my boat dialed in. It's getting wrapped in a few days. So, uh, I'm ready to go. I'm getting antsy every day. I'm getting a little more, more fired up. Well, it's, uh, it, there's no doubt those ducks out there. And I say this to you every time I talk to you, I think forever since I've known you, but those ducks are ready for your season to start. I feel like <laughs> they get tired of that. Yeah. I, the duck population in Oklahoma will grow when you get back on tour. <laughs> you get to rolling around the country. They'll definitely be less stressed out. That's for sure. Man, have y'all had a good duck season? You know, I, I hear mixed this year and I know I got a lot of duck hunters that watch this show, listen to the show, but man, it seems like it's been, uh, depending on who you talk to, the weather's so crazy, man. And we don't even have ice up North yet in a lot of pockets of the country. It's, it's crazy. This weather. Uh, it's been really good for the lack of weather we've had. We've had no weather, obviously, when Canada and the Dakotas and, you know, all the Midwest stays open with no snow cover and, and mild temps all year. The ducks, you know, they're not going to fly any further than they have to. And when that happens, you know, it just means we've got fewer and fewer birds to chase. The ones that are here are stale. Um, but we put in a ton of time and effort throughout the summer and, and work and putting water in places that didn't have water and, um, food in places that didn't have food. So the birds that have been around have worked really good. We've shot a good bit. Um, all of our clients have been extremely happy. So that's, that's the goal. They leave happy. We're happy. They rebook for next year and we continue to do business. That's awesome, man. And I, I love that. I see everything you got going on all the time. You're one of my favorite follows on social media. And, and, and man, I wanted you to speak to that. And I think we've talked about this on the show before, but man, you, I see you out there running heavy equipment and, and all the things you get yourself into and you're guiding for ducks and you're doing these things because I think you're one of your very smart, smart guy, but so many fishermen we've seen at this off season, people complain and there's almost an entitlement, right? Like we do see that, Hey man, I'm a pro. I should, I should be getting more, but you bust your ass on yeah. the water, but you do a lot off the water as well to keep your family fed. Yeah, no, you, I mean, you're not really entitled to anything unless you bust your ass for it. Right. So that's what we do here for our clients that come to hunt. You know, we work as much as we can during when I'm actually fishing we schedule weekends to show up to work and get things done when it's fishing season i'm you know when i'm at an event i do everything i can there to do as good as possible and do my job both on and off the water um and then we've got a dirt business here that i'm running skid steers excavators things like that um and amongst that so there's there's literally no days off. Like I would get more rest if I had a normal eight to five, five <laughs> days a week job. I'd probably feel like it. I'd probably feel crazy because I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Listen, you, you know, me, I'm the same. <laughs> like, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do if I just clocked in and out and that was it. There was yeah. nothing after that. You know, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm daylight till dark about every day. I'm doing something that's productive whether it's for hunting stuff or 
trying to get ready for fishing or for the dirt business or something. Um, I don't even know what a day off is. <laughs> I don't, I don't either, man. I, I just, uh, I tried to take a little bit of time around Christmas and it's hard. I find myself up at midnight on the computer or doing something. I mean, I just can't, I can't help myself, man. It's just how, how I'm built. And, uh, and you're very much the same way. There's no doubt about it. Like you said, you're not entitled to any damn thing. Uh, you bust your ass and, and things will happen. That's right. for sure. And dude, what you do is very expensive on the fishing side. I ran into, uh, this, this week, I ran into an angler here at my buddy's wrap shop, fishes BPT with you. And, he was telling me that last year it cost him a hundred grand. He was getting his taxes ready and he said it cost a hundred and he's a very successful one of your, one of your, uh, I'm not trying to tell his business. So I won't say his name, but, but he, and he wasn't complaining, but he said, man, I'm getting my tax stuff together right now. He said it cost me $100,000 to be a pro fisherman last year. That's crazy. That's insane, dude. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's an astronomical amount for just to fish. Um, but I, I can see it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you take entry fees and expenses, you know what I mean? Travel expenses. And, yeah. but he said it was right at a hundred grand. Of course, gas has been a lot higher the last couple of years. He said, you know, that's inched up, you know, almost, I think he said seven or eight grand higher than it was, uh, in 2022. So he's like, man, that was astonishing to see, but just lodging had gone up and, and the food when you're on the road with inflation, man. And, but that was an astonishing number. My, my buddy that runs a wrap shop was like, his eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. He's like, holy shit, this is, uh, this is, but that's the reality of it, man. If, if it's pay to play, uh, steel, unfortunately, and has been for a very long time, but the expenses part will always be the expenses, but, uh, entry fees and everything obviously eat up a, a big chunk of that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, our entry fees aren't getting cheaper by any means each year and, Everything else is getting higher. Everything adds up. You know, our expenses each year are more and more and more. And, you know, we're really not making anything more. So it's, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's tough because, you know, what, what I absolutely hate is having to tell the younger guys starting to fish, like, it's hard. It's not easy. And if you don't have, you know, a pristine setup where you've just got to, unlimited funds or something like that mm -hmm. uh you're very fortunate in that case it's it's not it's not easy it's not something that's just gonna say yeah i can do it i'm gonna do it you gotta have you gotta have the work ethic and drive to make sure you're on top of everything and can compete at every level and and make some money in tournaments but also you know sell yourself to people that'll pay you a little bit so you can actually yeah. keep it's, it, 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 it hurts me to tell them that because, but I don't want to lie to them and say, yeah, you know, it's, it's easy. You can do it. It's really not. It's, it's really hard. Um, but yes, you can by any means do it. It's just, it's tough. I, I hate having to tell people that, you know what I mean? Well, but, I, but I think the reality is to everything in life and it's a dream living, right? Like it's a dream lifestyle to a certain extent, but anything that's a, a dream, like that and to be front and center you know at the highest level of bass fishing obviously just like any other sport there's going to be sacrifice and there's going to be it's not going to be easy uh but i think that we have done a disservice though like you're saying trying to say hey man all you got to do is get to this level you get there buddy hey here come here come the gold bars they're gonna back a truck up to your front door and unload damn rods and reels and boats it's my favorite watson thing is it's all free. That's my favorite Watson. It's all free. Look at this. It's free. Look, it's free. I love that because that is definitely the misconception. And it still is. No matter how many times we say it, it's definitely the misconception. But if you love it enough and you're going to work hard enough and you're obsessed with being a professional bass fisherman, you can certainly do it. Sure. Absolutely. And, and I, I'm not trying to discourage anybody. And, and with outlets like the MPFL, there are lots of options, man. You don't have to. You don't, there, there are so many options out there. You don't have to pick one or the other. What was the decision for you though? Because man, a full slate on the BPT and just focusing on that, that's, that's difficult enough, right? Fishing against some of the greatest guys to ever pick up a rod and reel. Is it, is it to get more swings in it in, in a season? Is it to have a chance to obviously, you know, try to make some more money, the payout, you know, paying a hundred grand, they got a championship entry fee, free championship, 
we have the live coverage. Uh, Fat Cat screws it up all the time. I'm pretty good at it, but he's terrible. Uh, but, but I mean, is it that, is it, I mean, were your sponsors like, yeah, man, that's five more chances for exposure. Is that kind of where you're going with it? Or wh- where does that decision come from? Because obviously entry fees exist there and it's expensive. They do. Um, it is, it's another added cost to me to begin with. Honestly, I didn't go to anybody and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm adding the MPFL events to my schedule. It was something that I personally wanted to do. I didn't care whether they were going to do more or do less because of it. Um, I simply wanted to fish more events, and I was really keyed in on the MPFL events to fish. I have been for a couple of years, and it, it finally worked out to where I could do them. Um, I talked to Brad several times about it, and I really like where his head's at with it. I really like, you know, the mindset and everything that you guys have. Um, it's It's a very good fit for – place that i feel like i should be at uh, if i can be there so um, when the schedule allowed me to um, i was really excited to, to be able to do it so i don't know that you know obviously i hope that by fishing five out of six events and getting some more exposure through live and stuff with y'all there that you know i can sell myself a little more and get a little bit more out of it but um i just want to get i want to get started get fishing and and uh let's you know, pieces fall where they do. Well, I think too, you'll, you'll appreciate the fact that it's got that old FLW feel when you and I were both first on FLW tour, that, that feel that we had, and even going back before you and I were there, you know, I mean, it had a reputation for how it was and it definitely, for me working with those guys and then being boots on the ground at events over the last three seasons, it's certainly got that overall family you know, you don't hear a lot of BS most of the time from the anglers. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of crap. It's a it's one big uh, community. I mean, obviously they they're going to be button heads at times, uh, and anglers are going to bitch and moan. I mean, I have a show where I do it uh, every single week. You know, obviously that's going to happen. But but man, overall it's just it's crazy how smooth the events run, and and uh, I'm I'm so proud that you're going to be there, man. And and everybody else is coming, and everybody else that's been there for three yeah. seasons it's it's awesome to see uh something that i obviously i gotta ask zach birds because one of the reasons i re- i've always respected you so much is is you you are very much a guy that you don't have to wonder what you're thinking like you're gonna say it you're gonna you're gonna put it out there for the world uh and you're not gonna hide like you you are very much who you are and you and you're unapologetic about it no matter what and uh and you're a good damn dude so I talked about it some last week when I announced I was leaving TH Marine on here and I, and I talked about people controlling a narrative, right? Like you're trying to kind of, you know, make sure that, that what message gets told that it's got a little spin on it. Sometimes when we see it, whether it's politics, mainstream media, right? Like, I mean, we see it all the time and, and these organizations and fishing are no different, right? So an angler and I, I just hinted that an angler had been fine. Well, now there's been an email released this week. I got, I got my hands on it. And, uh, and James Watson was fined, uh, a significant amount of money by MLF for breaking a rule where you can't really speak up as a guy that definitely is not afraid to speak up. What are your thoughts on, I mean, they, they shared it with all the anglers. I'm assuming you got it and transparent is it, is that transparency or is that kind of a threat to say, Hey, don't don't get too carried away on what you think about us or or giving your opinion out there. What are your thoughts on that? Without getting fined, of course. I don't want you to get fined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to get fined either. Uh, but you know, I I personally don't I don't really agree with it. I don't think it was right. Um, I don't think them finding him is the right thing to do. Um, and James. That's James is James. That's how he always is. You know, he's very similar to how I am. Uh, I would have done the same thing. I would have said the exact thing he said. Um, I I just don't. I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know what their goal is by doing that. You know, because there's a lot of situations. There's a lot of things that. There's a lot of polygraphs that have been failed over years that nobody's done anything about. Right? There wasn't an email about those, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The the league knows about them. The guys know about them. It's nothing new. It's not like it's something that. Nobody knows about. Hell, the general public knows about it for the most part. Um, 
but nothing was done to them. You know, they weren't, they weren't fine. They weren't, uh, sent emails out about, you know, Hey, so-and-so has been fine, you know, 10 grand or whatever for doing this or doing that and failing polygraphs multiple times. So, you know, from that perspective, I don't think this right to do to James by any means. And if I were James, I'd be really upset about it. And, and I would, I'd fight it. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't pay 10 grand for that, honestly. Um, but you know, everybody's a little different. Everybody's going to do their own thing. And you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's frustrating for me. And like I said, that's part of the reason I want to go fish something that's like the old, you know, FLW oh, days. Yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, I took it for granted back then. Cause I didn't know any different. I was young. I was rookie. I was just starting looking back on it. I was, you know, I was like, golly, man, it was so nice back in, you know, 15 to 18 or whatever it was first three or four years of my career. I was like, man, you know, I didn't really, I didn't realize it. And I would have liked to have been able to fish years before that, you know, uh, if I'd had the opportunity. So now moving forward, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in the best position where my mindset is right. I don't get worked up over things because a couple years I've, you know, I've, I've had it to where I've gotten more and more worked up over things and it's been just going to a meeting or leaving a meeting. I've been mad before an event and, you know, things that are supposed to be decided on by anglers to just, you know, you get thrown, you get thrown a rule change or something here and there. It's like, well, hell, I didn't get to vote on that or I didn't get a say in that, but you know, I get worked up over it. And if I said something about it, it didn't matter. We weren't changing nothing because of it. So I got to the point where it's like, you know, I don't really give a shit what they do. I just show up, I fish, I catch my fish, do as good as I could, collect my check, and I go to the house, right? So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. I just want to show up, catch my fish, make as much money as I can, uh, please the companies that I work for, and come home to my family that I love being around and, no. and, and doing things at home that I enjoy doing and I do with a smile on my face. Um you know, so if that takes fishing more events in different places uh, where I'm excited to do it and happy to do it, where I feel like people have the same mindset, you know, that's, I, I don't know where I'll be in four or five years. I really don't. But um, I just, I don't know. You know, you think that with all the chaos and stuff that's going on and the way things have been, people bitching about, you know, not getting paid enough or not, you know, entitlement, this entitlement, that, and uh, you think you'd just be happy to fish somewhere. And, uh, you know, you think the companies would just kind of lay low and, and try to please the anglers and keep them happy and, and move forward without stirring the pot more than they have to. Right. Yeah. You would certainly think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, I think at that point that like those kind of things, I think just go right over their head. They don't see that. And there's more guys that worked up. I mean, I talk to people quite a bit and everybody that I talk to seems to be pretty worked up about stuff. But then we get an email that so-and-so has been fined $10,000 and, you know, I, that's going to make somebody mad about it because, you know, they, they, I'm sure watched the podcast and listened to what Watson said. And um, I'm sure they feel very like-minded. Yeah. So, He's been fined about it. They're not going to be happy about it. I'm not happy that he got fined. Well, and I, and I think there's been so much smoke sometimes with all the organizations. I ain't just trying to pick on them. There's been smoke with all the organizations on transparency when somebody gets caught cheating, somebody gets caught doing something, right? Even if it's on camera. You and I had this conversation last year, and there's damn sure not a an update that goes out. Doesn't seem to be to all the anglers. So I think it's weird when I when I got that email. It's it's strange to me that it's like, Oh, we're just going to let you know about this. Let's, let's let everybody know about this deal. And, uh, that was, it's odd because I do feel like, and I said it last week and I won't just go down the rabbit hole again, but it is that control in the narrative. I feel like there are lots of guys, uh, and I know you're a successful dude, but at the same time, you don't want to hand them $10,000 just because you got on low budget live and said, yeah, I didn't think that change was good. Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden they've got this jurisdiction where they can go, yeah, Zach, well, you owe us 10 grand because you said you didn't like where we were headed. Well, shit, man, that's, that sucks. 
Like yeah. you're you're a damn paying customer. If they were paying you right. three hundred grand a year, uh, you're still entitled to your opinion. Don't get me wrong, but it'd be a different story at that point. I've got entry fees to pay. That's, and, right. That's you know, it, right. It goes back to cutting the field from eighty to sixty-five or fifty or, or whatever their goal is. By eliminating all those people too, you're eliminating paying customers. Like you're mm-hmm. you're taking all that yeah. money right off the top, right? So if money's a factor, if money's a problem and we're worried about losing money here, losing money there, why are we taking 15, 25, 30 guys away that are paying customers? So you're losing that much more money right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. It and those are guys that would be there too, right? Like if you let them fish, if they're in there, if they requalify through the parameters, you could have an 80-person field. They could have a 100-person field. 100%. We know that. Yeah, I mean, they could have 150. I mean, it, the the with with the payout, with the the coverage and everything. I mean, it's a, it's a good platform for anglers. Very so they good. they would have as many folks as they want to have. Right, right. And you know, I've heard coverage was a factor in that not being able to cover all 80 guys, but you don't cover more than about 10 every day anyways. Right. So tough. yeah, you take a random pick on your start of the tournament and you cover those guys. And based on how day one goes, that's who you pretty much cover the rest of the event. Why do, why is 65 different than 80 or 50 different than 80? So you eliminate, you know, those guys, all that money coming in for entry fees. That doesn't add up to me. You don't, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world to figure that out. Um, yeah. By no means the smartest person in the world, but I can see between the lines that's as that's not the reason behind it. But um, well, and and two, like going back to the Watson thing with the podcast and him speaking out, and you saying other anglers saw that and probably were like minded. This right here, this little device, <laughs> when we did that podcast, and dude, that was more James than it was me, right? I mean, it was his. I was providing him you know we were having a conversation two friends having a conversation like-minded friends about certain things but this thing melted okay and i'm not talking about with fans that are speculating about this or that but but with industry you know people that i know whether it's sponsors uh whether it's folks that work for boat factories whether it's bpt pros man i heard from so many people and, and, and there were very, very few of them that were like, Watson shouldn't have came on there and said that I disagree. It was very much in, in support of James. And yeah. I think James got the same from most people he talked to as well. Oh, 100%. I talked to him for a good, good long time about it. And he was, you know, he was pretty upset about it. Just not upset, like upset. Like he was mad about it. Oh yeah. And yeah. You know, I, I get it. I 100% get it. Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, it's a shame, man. It's it's a shame that uh, it's all here. And I and I see it's funny in the last few few weeks, guys that have kind of been in the in the controversy, and they get talked about on podcasts or videos or whatever. Um, they're all about the, we got to stop the negativity. <laughs> well, and I hear tournament organizations say that, and I'm like. We'll stop putting gas on the damn fire. <laughs> People yeah. will stop talking and stating what's actually happening if you'll just stop acting like an asshole. <laughs> like email that like the email we got, you know, the email we just got. Like why why even send it out? Why? 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 I mean, if you want to bring it up, bring it up in a meeting where yeah. it's not blasted to everybody that's got an MLF address, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean and the funny thing for me is no matter how many times they find people or whatever happens, like I end up with most things like that just because people are pissed off and they feel like they can't speak up. Even before the fine started, I get it from numerous people. <laughs> Anytime anything happens, like I get that stuff because guys are like, Hey, you should probably talk about this. Cause this is BS and you're the voice, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. And they, and I, I appreciate that people think that of me, but it's, uh, it's certainly, it's funny. Cause they're like, well, we'll stop this. We'll stop these guys from talking. Well, you probably won't. You probably won't. Like there, it is what it is. And I and I do want to say, Zach, I'm not trying to drag you into my into my bad graces here that I keep with people, but I am going to take. I'm going to print that email, and I am definitely putting it in the bar and grill because I, it's the first time. Now I got my job threatened over this podcast and and things back in the day, but 
It's first ten thousand dollar fine for LBL. So that's a little. I'm sorry, James has got it right. He can cover it. Okay, that, that's that. Uh, yeah. But that's a little my thing of pride for me, dude. I'm gonna have it right here. I'm gonna hang it right up, right here over my shoulder. Good spot for it. <laughs> it is a perfect spot, man. I was trying to sell it to a sponsor. Screw that. MLF ten thousand dollar fine right there. Roll with it. <laughs> Or a or a law, you know. I was hoping, I shouldn't say hoping, but back this back last year during all the crazy you follow lawyer drama, I was like, dude, I'm gonna get like a letter from an attorney. That's yeah. gonna go right there. Now, never happened. Never, never, never got one from that guy. I never got one. I got Facebook messages from him, but I never got anything official. And and he threatened to sue me via Facebook. But I'm like, well, damn, if you're a lawyer, let's go. Oh, just like him with threatened stuff. Yeah, it was very Just disappointing. And put them on the wall. Yeah, I know. I've got got all kind of memorabilia out here and uh, <laughs> stuff fans have sent me over the years. But man, I, I I'm very proud of that. Uh, proud of that fact. Well, regardless of that, dude, I, I think you your mindset. Uh, and just knowing you as long as I have now, you you talked about this last fall, and I and I appreciate you being so open. But that you were very much tunnel vision. And you were trying not to get as fired up about things. And and I can tell just from texting back and forth and having conversations with you, you definitely have. You're not letting it get in your head near as much as it could. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I, a couple of years ago, I was fired up about stuff, uh, two years ago specifically. And last year, I got a lot better about it. Um, and now I'm at the point where, you know, I've got so much other stuff going on around me right now with other businesses and the hunting stuff. Like I, I enjoy the hunting stuff so much. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a, don't get me wrong. It's a shitload of work, but yeah. it's oh, yeah. like, it is fun. I enjoy it. I, I love seeing smiles on customers faces. You know, when I, when I get to take pictures of them holding up their ducks and they're all smiling and, you know, talking about the whole day, it's, that, that goes so far with me. Um, I don't, I don't get that a lot when I'm fishing other than when I catch a good bag or, you know, I'm, you know, at the end of a good day, I'm happy about it, but, um, I still deal with chaos throughout that stuff. Right. Oh yeah. So I I've tried to take my mind off a lot of the fishing stress that's involved with the stuff we're going through and, um, put a lot of effort towards other things. And at the same time, you know, I'm not by any means letting up as far as, the fishing side goes or doing my job there it's just oh man yeah I'm, I'm not getting worked up about the small things i'm not sitting here stewing at night over dumb stuff uh i'm simply when i go do my job for fishing i make sure everything's done you know all, all my contracts are are fulfilled and i show up my fish i work my ass off when i'm done i'm done i go home i, I do the next thing on my priority list which is dirt dirt work or you know plant for next season or do dirt work there pump water or something it's always something um that i need to get done and there for a time i was i was doing over stuff for way too long and it was it was getting to me a lot uh, i was i was pretty salty to be around um and that's just not that's just not how I normally am. So I've tried to I've tried to do better and get away from that stuff, um, and just really not sweat the small stuff. Well, and I think I think that comes with growing up too. You're get you're getting older. You got a great family. You got a support system behind you that's amazing. And uh, and dude, I just because I knew you before kids and everything, and like man, I see those posts uh w with you and the kids and it's it's awesome to see man that's the coolest thing about this industry is the relationships and and for me it's just uh I, i'm so damn happy for y'all and so many others man to watch y'all grow in this sport become who you've become but also become these family men and and uh it's just really really refreshing to see yeah i, I appreciate that that's yeah man that's that's the way i am now too i just i enjoy coming home to the kids and um, seeing smiles on their faces and, and that means so much more to me than the dumb shit we deal with <laughs> <laughs> the drop, the drama. And honestly, man, with, with pro fishing, the way it's gotten, 
in the last few years, it, it's just it's going to change. It's like the weather. If you don't like it, just hang on a few more minutes. There's just going to be some other thing that we're going to talk about next week. I feel like, which, which I, I'm certainly a guy that's benefited from it, right? Because I'm not afraid to dive off into it, but it's just, it's really astonishing sometimes when you look back and go, holy crap, the last four years have been freaking insane, man. Hey, the the industry needed a low budget live. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if some of the industry thinks. I don't know if they agree with you. Some no, of them they, some of it won't agree with me, but the majority will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I appreciate that, buddy. It's uh, it's always a good time. I was at a at the Big Rock show uh, for a few hours this past week, and and uh, it's always awesome to to walk around and and I had a badge on from uh, from a buddy of mine at Eagle Claw, and and this guy from big rock came by as soon as I walked in the door and he goes, you're not that guy. I'm a low lifer. And I said, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right when I walked in the door and it's just, it was just fun, man, getting to, getting to talk to everybody. And, and, you know, after making the announcement, the support that this industry has shown me after the announcement of leaving TH and just all the, all the supporters of the show and all my dear friends and in, in the fishing world, man, it was, uh, it's been a it's been a good last couple of weeks, man. It's uh and so twenty twenty four and beyond is gonna be a good damn time, ain't no doubt. And I know it'll be the same for you. Uh real quick, where can folks find you? I know we're winding down duck season, but where can folks find information to book you guys for next season and also just send me the weekend that we're going next year? <laughs> well, you can just show up and roll anytime you want to. Um I, I, you know, I've been asked that question a lot. It seems like the last week and I've told everybody the same thing. Um, normally we would open our books up around March to book the following year. And we're not going to do that this coming year. Um, the customers that we've had this year have already spoken for their dates. Wow. Everything for next season's already pre-booked. Um, so we're not taking on any new customers, um, which I wish there was more time, right? So I could take more yeah. people. I wish I could do more for customers that want to come and want to enjoy this. At the same time, uh, you know, we've got really great customers that, that love being here. They're super fun to be around. They, they have a, a blast. And, you know, if, if they want to rebook the next year, they want an extra weekend. They've, they're, they've been with us since the start, actually, because this will be our second year. And, the guys that are hunting with us this year, most of them have hunted last year and they've already pre-booked next year. That's so, awesome, man. That means I'm you're really, doing something right. I'm, I'm really happy about that. It, it, it means a lot to me and, and all the rest of the guys that are in this with me um, to, to see that. So that means we're doing something right. And I want to keep that going. I think what you're doing right is all those green heads I see hanging from those <laughs> from those yeah. come straps, son. Y'all are filling up some straps. We've been fortunate. We've had a we've had for the circumstances that have been presented to us this year. We've had a really good year. So, I'd love to. I can't wait to see it on a good year, a really good year. Well, I I uh, I'm I'm happy for you on that, man. And so, all you low lifers listening, you're not going duck hunting with Zach. I am. You're not invited. It's very clear. He's booked up for next year. I'm gonna try to slide in there, and uh, as long as I don't bring my calls, he might let me go. <laughs> Anytime. Nobody wants me on the duck call. Nobody. If we do, what I've been telling, if we do have an opening that pops up, it'll be posted on social media on okay. either my page or somebody's. But um, it'll get around if something happens to show up. But right now, everything's pre-booked for the whole season. That's awesome, man. Well, congrats on that. And, dude, I hate we're not going to see you at Logan Martin, but it's going to be a hell of a year with MPFL. And uh, I can't wait, man, to to see how this year plays out. I hope it's your best one yet. And thanks for once again being the dude that comes on here and, and is open-minded and uh, also speaks his mind. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you, dude. Thanks. All right. That's all she wrote with Mr. Burge himself. Love that one, man. Short and sweet. Uh Never afraid to give you his opinions whatsoever. And uh, if he gets fined, we may have to start a GoFundMe for he and I for legal fees and for <laughs> for, for getting fined. Uh, things are wild. Things are wild. But uh, super pumped to have Zach on the MPFL, though, and all the other anglers. And, uh, you know, I, I, 
be getting ready to watch y'all be getting ready to watch there's gonna be a lot of bass fishing to watch don't really have a lot of conflicts this year with other trails it's gonna be a big year it's gonna be a fun year and uh i know you low lifers will be along for the ride appreciate each and every one of y'all lots to come um just trust me on that trust me on that gonna be making a lot of announcements in the coming weeks gonna take you out with biloxi blues and i'll see y'all next week See ya. I never could make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there